Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan. Ladies and gentlemen of Boy Meets World fandom, thank you guys for coming back to Mark and Dan Meets World. I'm Dan Brown. And I'm Mark McKay. Thank you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed that first episode. I think you would, or else you wouldn't be here for the second episode. Have you, dude, have you ever read the Disney Plus descriptions of each episode? Uh, No, I haven't. So I missed it last week, but I went back and revisited it. Last week's Disney Plus description is love is a many confusing thing for 11 year old Corey Matthews. Uh, All right. That's not a bad. That's not the worst description of a show. Yeah. uh, I mean, it leaves out everything. Yeah. (laughs) Everything else about the show. There's so much they missed there. This week's episode on the fence. uh, Corey paints shutters to repay his father. Wow. So close, but so far. Yeah. So I'm. I, do you want this to be like a regular thing every week where we read the Disney Plus descriptions of every episode? I think that'd be fun. Yeah, let's do that. I, I, think, the, I think the listeners out there will get a kick out of it. And we have to like rate how close Disney Plus nailed the actual description of the show. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, I'm, I'm, we'll come up with that rating here a little bit later. I'm going to say this right now. IMDb rated this episode 8.1 out of 10 with 213 votes. But I'm going to rate it slightly different. I am going to say that this is the best second episode I've ever seen a TV show ever have. Absolutely. Definitely. I'm totally staying with you on that. I, I feel like where they, the things that they didn't get to in the first episode got to them in this episode. You know what I mean? And yeah. And they're able to actually start developing the characters as well. And they definitely added more of like, the parental dynamic in this episode with uh, Corey and his father, especially, and then like little starting adding more with his mom and everything. Yeah. And you know what? I, I also feel like they focused a lot more on jokes this episode too. Yeah. Those are the first tons episode of jokes. wasn't funny because it was, but this one was a really funny show that holds up. Yeah, definitely. Like there's not only just like jokes that we laughed at as a kid, but there's like a lot of jokes that like as you know, us in our 30s now, we're like, oh, yeah, that is pretty funny. So this is the one problem I, I do have uh, with the show is apparently you're not allowed to have water guns in school. But <laughs> that very first scene, apparently everyone somehow sneaks a water gun into school. And these aren't small guns either. <laughs> like, yeah, these they're are easily like three and a half, four foot guns that these kids have to bring in. Yeah, they're giant Terminator sized guns. <laughs> and then uh, because in this first scene, we do meet Ellis, who is Corey's second best friend of this episode, who's played by who's it played by <laughs> the dude. This is my favorite name out of the entire series. The character, the actor's name is Dewan Guy. So one guy. Yeah. So Thomas and Martha Guy had a son and they're like, what should we name him? Oh, let's just name him Dewan. Why? Because it would be like, hey, go get Dewan Guy. So it turns into like a. Who's on first? What's on second? Yeah, Abbott Costello, it's a, it's a, Abbott Costello <laughs> for the for the rest of this guy's life. He did have uh, some other fame in Little Giants, uh, which was a, another underrated movie for ch- children. Who had a little uh, bit of fame in, in Little Giants? The uh, one guy. Which one guy? The one guy. What guy? 
<laughs> Third base. <laughs> and we also meet uh, Minkus, who's played by uh, Lee Norris. Went on to eventually do uh, um, One Tree Hill and a bunch of other shitty things we never actually got to see. Uh, <laughs> I only know that because I, I dated a girl who was really into that show for like a really long time. And, and I was just like, hey, that's Minkus. And every time he would pop up on TV for like the four seasons, she made me binge watch with her. I was like, it's Minkus, Minkus. <laughs> Did he play Minkus on the show? He, I, oh God, you know what? For the life of me, I couldn't tell you what the name of his character was uh, right now. It's been so long. He did play like a nerdier character who was friends with the cool kids. Um, but yeah, God, I, I couldn't tell you what his name is. Do do we have to do a spinoff series of uh, Mark and Dan meets One Tree Hill? Oh, geez. I really hope we don't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we do. So we meet these kids here and. and this is, so this is my issue. Everyone has a water gun, and they're saying, make sure Feeney doesn't see that, or he's going to take it away. And, and it, there's not really a hiding place for them. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, so Corey goes to the water fountain, and he tries to fill up the water balloon, saying, oh, you get more bang for your buck with a water balloon. And he turns around, and everyone has a water gun, water gun and they're squirting him. And he starts screaming and, and pleading for help. And Feeney, who can't be more than 15 feet away from the last time Corey actually screamed something, <laughs> walks into the cafeteria, apparently didn't hear any of the, the chaos going on. And this goes, Mr. Matthews, that drinking fountain's not a toy. <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of glossed over the best part is where like Minkus has like this, like he's like goddamn El Mariachi where he has this giant ass water gun in yeah. that case. Which which also makes me wonder too, because we never see him with any other case in any other episode. He's never shown any talent for music or interest for music outside of it. Maybe like classical stuff. I don't know. We'll have to, as we go in and, and rewatch the episodes, I'll have to pay closer attention. But like he never showed any interest in playing an instrument. And he just suddenly fucking shows up the school with a giant bass uh, case and no one says anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, that's Minkus with this giant case. I guess he's taking up tuba lessons or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, we saw Vanessa kill little Chauncey last episode. In a school yeah, rest in peace, Chauncey. And now we're just going to let Minkus show up with a... With an undisclosed case. <laughs> but in this this first scene actually does lay down pretty much the entire episode. It's, they talk about their dads, mm -hmm. you know, and what superhero they want their dads to be. Or, you know, if, hey, if you have a superhero dad, who, who do you want? Um, they talk about the water wars and, and everything like that. So and those are really the two major points of this entire episode. Yeah, definitely. And, and that is, you know, and, and throughout this episode, too, we get a more in-depth look at Alan Matthews, uh, Corey's dad, about how hard of a worker he truly is. Um, he, he works all day at the, at the grocery store and then he comes home and he's fixing pipes. He's taking care of the bathroom. Uh, Corey asks him, you know, Hey, can I have uh, $50 for a water gun? Or no, he asks him if he, he can have a job and he told him to stay 11, to stay a kid as long as he can. And, uh, Corey told him, he's like, I want to be able to afford to do stuff. And his dad just responded. So do I. <laughs> Which I, I loved it as a kid because I, I, I was on Corey's side clearly. Yeah. And now as an adult where it's like, I want to be able to afford stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel too. Because like, I never really, like, I grew up essentially with uh, Ellen and um, Amy as my, you know, surrogate TV parents. 
that like now that like I'm seeing all the jokes that he's making, and I'm like, he was like knocking these jokes out of the park as like an adult now. Like I want to be able to afford stuff. So do I. Like yeah. there's so much like stuff now. I'm like, I wish I could buy that, but I can't. I have to go buy another water conditioner or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear what you're saying because it's like you're a wrestling fan as I'm. Yeah, I. oh yeah. I uh I just about a month, maybe two months ago, finally got around to buying WWE 2K20 because now it's twenty dollars, and that's literally <laughs> the only reason why I ended up buying it. I'm like, yeah, it's no longer sixty, and they fixed all the problems with it. Dude, I, I don't pay more than twenty dollars for a video game. Like I have a Nintendo Switch. Every game I've played have been borrowed from other people. Really? Yeah. Man, that's dedication on your <laughs> side. But we also, uh, the other thing about the, this episode as well is that we we really get to see Feeney being smarter than everyone mm -hmm. and him actually getting a kick out of it. Yeah. Because when Corey comes out and, and asks him, he's like, hey, maybe I can shovel snow for you for all, all winter if you give me $50. Which, how much is, is $50 now at... So this was 1993. This aired on October 1st, 1993 on, on ABC during the TGIF lineup. It was $50 back then. It's yeah. So it's got to be a thousand dollars now. So the, the water gun, he said uh, to be more accurate, 49.95. I believe September of 93. So adjusted for inflation for July of 2020 is $89.19. So like you buying like essentially a $90 water gun at the time. And then, and then the other thing that didn't age well on the show is how he, he told his mom, he's like, that's how much you blow on food every week for a family of five. Yeah, dude, that's how much I, that's how much I spend on food for myself. Yeah. When, but when I was going into the office for work and you know, I would be buying lunch, I was easily spending at least $10 a day. Easily. Yeah. For one meal. Yeah. <laughs> Subway ain't cheap. No. <laughs> but we also see, you know, we do get to see Corey. And, and I, this is the part of me that, that really loved the nostalgic part as a kid because he's painting the fence. And you remember how he, he's got the, uh, the paint gun mm -hmm. and he blows it. And then afterwards, he kind of like, kind of like uh, you would see in the old Westerns, they shoot the gun and then blow the smoke away. Yeah, it was just like, OK, he's actually having fun doing this. And I, I can't I got to be honest with you. I would probably have a lot of fun doing that, too, as a kid. If I had to, if I had a paint gun, I got a trigger to pull and just shit came out of it. Yeah, especially in like the era of like Terminator and RoboCop and like those like early 90s action movies that we grew up on. Oh, so yeah. Like, like, oh, dude, I can have a gun and it shoots things like what would make it cooler is if it shot like red paint, red paint. Yeah. Like, so it's like, oh, man, blood. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, we find out that Feeney didn't want red paint. He wanted green paint. Yeah. And the reason why that's so uh, memorable is because when <laughs> he took the shutters away, uh, they had the green stripes going up and down the fence. May I add perfectly layered like green stripes like yeah. all the way across. Like it's not like Corey had a couple of the shutters slightly <laughs> at different angles. Yeah. These were perfect green lines. And then as he's uh, talking to his mom and dad about it, his mom goes, uh, you know, well, when you uh, open your shutters, does sunlight come in? Right? Yeah. But if she said that, she either A, left him unattended as an 11 year old boy with who's a. Who's never gun. painted anything before. Yeah, who's never painted anything. There's no guidance, nothing. 
she either left him unattended to do this job on his own, or she stood in the kitchen and watched him, knowing that her fucking idiot son <laughs> is spraying through a fence. And then you got Feeney over there. Oh, look, it doesn't stick. Yeah. So meanwhile, Mr. Matthews, Alan, is just like, oh, man, my fence is all ruined. And then Mr. Feeney, like a dick, like, hm, I got no problems. I'm, I got my, my new fence. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the, the logic, too, that Feeney won't let him trim his flowers, but he's going to let him paint a part of his house, technically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's an 11-year-old kid who's never painted before. He could fuck this up, and then Mr. Feeney is out $58 because he screwed him over in math. But, yeah, so, like, he would have to pay, like, more money and then more paint to, like, repaint the things if Corey fucked up those paints. So, good thing on Corey that he didn't, he did a good job painting those shutters. But then I also like when um he is pa- he's painting the fence too, and um Sean and Minkus and Alice come by with their squirt guns, and and I remember as a kid actually because I I'm trying to remember there was definitely like some kind of Tom Sawyer movie that I watched before like literally right before this episode because I remember as a kid being like oh he's kind of doing it like on Tom Sawyer where he's trying to tell everyone that he's having a party painting the fence and there's not enough fun to go around and Sean's upset that he can't paint a fence with Corey and. Minkus is the one who calls him out on it. But then he, he agrees to pay them $7 to help, him, which, again, is way less than minimum wage. Yeah. We, we need to just bring up the not only child labor laws going on in this matter, but also the, the legalities of all of, of, of everything here. And, of course, he's painting it. And this is one of my favorite parts of the show, and I know it's definitely got to be one of your favorite parts. He gets them ice cream. And Mink is his ass. For, he's like, oh, I want a Heath Bar Crunch. You do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's such a line. Like, dude, that's a line I still say to this day is like somebody says something. You do. Yeah. And I, I just love how, how Ben Savage, as a, just a, a little kid, the timing and the expression of that, uh, of just saying those two words. You do. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And then just goes into the dirt, throws a big pile of dirt on it, and then hands it to him like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> and just gives it to him. <laughs> this actually leads us to our uh, first sponsor of the week. Oh, does it? Yeah. Do you know water gun craze is sweeping the world? And sometimes your squirt gun just won't do. You do? Your friends have the best water guns, and you're stuck with a puny little water balloon. Soon the entire neighborhood will have the best water guns, and you'll be the one soaked, crying like a little girl. The only way to win the water war is to soak up the action, soak up the danger, soak up the emotion, soak up the mission. With the all-new T1 Million Water Gusher on sale for $89.19. That's the T1 Million Water Gusher on sale now at Rapid Mart. Rapid Mart. Shop smart. Boy, I want one of those uh, T1 Million Water Gushers. Yeah, they're only like 90 bucks, dude. That's not bad. I mean, especially in this day and age, how what, with inflation, $89 only gets you a 3000 So, hey, yeah. not all things Trump's doing is bad. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Making I mean, a, don't get me wrong. Everyone's America going out of their house again. and everyone's getting sick and hundreds of thousands of people are dying and everyone's out of work and no one's able to get out of their house. We had a meat shortage and a coin shortage and our neighbors are turning on each other and there's protesting and looters and rioting in the street. But God damn it, man. 
Those water guns. You get better quality for your dollar. Dude, this is the highlight of 2020 is water guns. I bet one of those uh, T1 millions is going to take out those murder hornets if you ever see it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we got way too political there. I got way too political out there. Please <laughs> uh, send all your hate tweets at at X Dan Brown. <laughs> this is a. So, so all of the friends leave after Corey freaks out on him, dips the <laughs> dips the ice cream in the dirt. And Feeney comes out to tell him that there's a paint drop on his side of the fence after this boy he had taken advantage of, who he should have paid eighty dollars, yeah, <laughs> to paint his shutters, who he knew he he would pay him eighty dollars. There's one little paint drop on his side of the fence. Uh, he said he wanted it fixed. And how did Corey respond? Doom. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Lay <laughs> on his back, and then that's where Dad comes home and. Feeney tells him that, uh, you know, my dad used to work me and look how I turned out <laughs> to which dad I thought had the perfect response. As soon as Feeney walked away and goes, I don't want you working no more. <laughs> and he describes everything that he did. And this is where I especially like it now as an adult. Cause as a kid, I just thought it was funny because you knew he lost money. But as an adult, like you really see sometimes how hard you work. Yeah. And you're like, I did this, I did this and I did this. You know how much I've made? I owe $8. This taught me how to do economics. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> Not school, but an episode of Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, schools aren't teaching economics. That's yeah. why everyone winds up in debt. Uh, <laughs> sorry, get more political here. <laughs> but this is the cool thing, is that his dad knows that I'm an adult. I'm the one who has to do work around here. I would do anything to be 11 years old just for one day again. You get to be 11 years old for the rest of this year. Go be with your friends. Have fun because at a certain age, you're just not going to be able to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And Corey runs off and his dad's painting the fence and he comes home and he's soaking wet. And Eric is laying on the bed, just exhausted from a hard day at work. And he just goes, you know, I don't know how my, you know, I don't know how dad does it. And that's when Corey realizes that he wanted Superman to be his dad, but he truly has had superman as a father this entire time and, mm. and i thought that was just so special because what what comes next in the episode is they're at the dinner table and he starts uh telling his dad he's mad at him for hogging all the work and uh, this is the one thing that i have the issue with is because Corey had that big squirt gun he had the yeah. three thousand. do you remember yeah, how big hard. the 1500 was yeah it was like huge no no the 3000 was huge oh yeah the 1500 he had at the table Oh like the, yeah, this little dinky. It was like it yeah. was like eight inches. Yeah, he got rid of a, like a, a a four foot water gun for an eight inch, fifteen hundred. Yeah, you would at least think it would be two feet or something. Yeah, but then and this is a line I wrote this down because um, I, I rewatched it again right before we we were recording. He was said I just he, he traded in the three thousand for two fifteen hundreds, um, and he said he's like Dad, I just. You can't be 11 anymore, but I just thought you would want to come back to visit. And I was like, that is such a sweet moment. Yeah, that definitely brings the heart of the episode. Mm -hmm. And he has a squirt gun. His dad has a squirt gun. So they start squirting their mom. Mom tells him not at the table. And he says, why don't you check underneath your chair? And she goes to look and there's no fucking <laughs> squirt gun. You, made, you think I made a money? Yeah, you think I made a money? <laughs> but then we get to see the big family water fight. Did you guys ever do anything like that? Like maybe not like water guns or anything, but like snowball fights or anything as a kid? Uh, not with like the whole family. Like it was mostly just kind of like we never had like those like little insane brawls and stuff but it would 
always be like my brother, uh, a couple friends and I, we've always just kind of like gone out and just, just screwed around and stuff. Like we never had that huge giant kitchen hose that Amy had. Yeah. That was a really long hose. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've always had that, like, you know, you know, my parents' house and you know, my house now they have, uh, we have the thing where you got that little hose that comes up from the sink, but at most it goes about two feet. Yeah. Like it doesn't go into the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and and then we have the. Uh, it, it makes you think about the scene where he's underneath the the kitchen sink, and then Corey comes in. And he goes, "Dad, are you busy?" He goes, "No, I'm just relaxing with my wrench," which is such a great dad line, by the way. Yeah. But it was like maybe <laughs> you would have less problems with the sink if you shortened that hose a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> God knows how much room that's taking up underneath there for him. <laughs> uh, but then we also uh, the the very last. Uh, very last thing we see is the family in the backyard having fun, uh, but Morgan sitting on the counter, and she calls nine one one saying that her parents are fight or that her family is fighting, and Feeney comes out the, and he's getting wet, and she's they just shot the neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> which like in Philadelphia would result into like some sort of shooting of the parents, oh, yeah. and you would know that they have like ten cops there in just no time. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, of course, Morgan, hold on, let me check. Mommy, what's our address? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say that this is hands down the best second episode of any show I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll definitely side with you on that because not only do we get a lot of like character developments, but um brings us to the mr feeney lesson of the week I, I think it's like a twofer for this week where it's like take time to be as young as possible and you know to kind of acknowledge to see how hard your dad is works you know to keep your family safe and healthy and food on the table because your dad does work hard if you can pick a superhero to be your dad what superhero would you pick um well you know i had the batman wedding i'm gonna have yeah. to stick with batman batman batman's good you? All right, so I would pick Iron Man because you get the fun of the same thing with Batman where you get all the money, all the cool tech and everything. But if Iron Man's my dad and I'm having a water war, Tony Stark would 100% make the arc reactor shoot out water cannons and I will have the best water gun at the water fight. But how do you explain how where he gets the water in the suit? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm overthinking uh, comic book related stuff here for a minute. God damn it, Dan. Things just happen. <laughs> but I think uh, I think that's a wrap. Uh, like I said earlier, IMDb rated at 8.1 out of 10 um, at the time of reviewing this with 213 votes. Um, I think it, for the most part, aged pretty well. Um, yeah, some definitely. of the dollar amounts don't really make sense anymore. Um I'm sure they made much more sense back then. But yeah, I mean, I got to say, way to go. Yeah, definitely. They definitely knocked it out of the park with this. And like my favorite scene of the ep- episode was um, where Corey's just kind of like looking down at his dad, repainting the fence, wiping the sweat away. And he's just like, my dad is Superman. And I think mm-hmm. that just encapsulates the entire episode. It just brings the whole heart of the episode in. Yeah, I definitely. Uh... I would definitely say it's a, a big highlight. Um, I'm going to go with a little more juvenile of a route here. I, I think him dunking uh, Minkus's ice cream in the dirt 
<laughs> that has to be the highlight for me. All right, I changed my answer. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. I would say uh, let's put a wrap on this episode. Let's put a bow on it. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Mark? I think we're good. I mean, this is just a solid episode. I'm looking forward to uh, next week's episode. Yes, next week's episode, which is going to be Father Knows Less. Uh, one thing I didn't mention in the first episode, you're going to want to actually listen and pay attention to what episode's coming up because if you're watching on Disney+, Plus, there's a couple of times Disney Plus has actually put their episodes out of order. So if you want to watch along with us, you're going to want to make sure you know what episode comes next. Uh, but until next time, I'm Dan Brown. And I'm Mark McKay. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Do good. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan. Hey, everybody. Are you enjoying Mark and Dan Meets World? You do? then there's a really good chance that you also like comic books. If that's the case, then you need to check out Dan Brown and Heyman Save Christmas. Yes, the co-hosts of this show and my best friend, comedian Dan Brown, wrote his very own comic book series. You're going to get lost in the action comedy of the terrorist attack at the North Pole and a comedian who has to save his beloved holiday with his trustful St. Bernard. Check it out. Get the whole series. Read all three books. Read them again if you want. That's at danbrowncomedy.com. That's danbrowncomedy.com. In five minutes, the sun goes down on the suburbs, and 55 cops with their guns drawn are betting the suburban legends go with it. Sean Banos is Craig Lazenby. Mary Lee Osborne is Jamie Doyle. And introducing Matthew Phillips as motherfucker Dave. All is fair in love and art. The action begins when they hit the start. Three friends are down to their last resort on making their movie, are now turned to a life of crime to create the budget for their dream to become real. They're making a healthy living by making living unhealthy. Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road, also starring Haley Madison, Mike Travis, Josh Miller, Calvera Candy, and with a special appearance, by Lloyd Kaufman. Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road. They're not criminals, they're artists. Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road, an MTV production written and directed by Mark McKay. Children under 17, be advised. Available now at storeenvy.com slash Mark McKay's gimmick table. That's Mark McKay, M-A-C-K-A-Y-E-S gimmick table.